Support the team at Waggle Golf. Local Minnesota brand and oh-so-comfortable clothing. Best hats, shirts, hoodies, and more. Endorsed by Bucigrass, Carlo Koliakovo, and most importantly, the Soda Pod. Check them out at GetYourWaggleOn.com for the best damn golf apparel in the United States. GetYourWaggleOn.com today. Now back to the show. When Welcome back for another Wednesday edition of Armchair GM. Uh, unfortunately, Brett and I weren't able to make the schedules work out with Memorial Day weekend, so you all get another dose of Isha. Um, jumping in, he'll kind of be our filler here for some of these, and this one in particular, which we'll tee up in a second. Reminder, everyone, if you have not listened to any of these yet, go back and listen to the first Armchair GM episode where we lay out a lot of the assumptions we're going off of with contracts and how we're going to build this roster that you'll be a little lost if you don't have. Also, there were some snafus. Believe it or not, not Isha's fault. Um, We're 100% blaming the platform for issues (laughs) with getting the second episode up, which is the first one where we actually dive into one of these. Uh, man, it, Isha, I, for the first half of the day, I definitely thought it was just you being a moron. And then you're like talking through it with me and you're like, no, 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 it is not working. I'm doing all the right steps. I've tried seven different ways. I'm like, oh shit. Okay. It's really the platform this time. Okay. And I was so confused. Cause I was like, I didn't like every, I didn't do anything differently. Didn't miss a step, oh, didn't add a step, but anyways, it is what it is. So anyways, go back, listen to that second episode as well. Uh, That's the first one we dive into one of our hypotheticals here. And I think Brett does a really good job making the case for what could be a strong trade partner in the LA Kings, especially, you know, if we want to explore the the Kevin Fiala opportunities, (laughs) but Isha, uh, I'll just hand it over to you here. Who are we here to talk about for this episode of armchair GM? It's bittersweet, but uh, JT Miller, who I made a, I think an an exceptional case for the Vancouver Canucks to try to keep him or that they should keep him rather. It looks like now that this guy is on his way out and I've come around to understanding why the Canucks need to move on from him from a developmental perspective, as far as like the roster moving forward and then wanting to compete and just it's a cap game. It's a numbers game at the end of the day. Um, But yeah, so we're going to dive into just some of what, the asking price has been rumored to be now some names that I'll throw out there. I mean, grain of salt folks. These are you know independent bloggers for the most part getting into them. Um, you know, the province, which is a pretty well-known publication um, out here in British Columbia. One of their like longtime beat writers for the Vancouver Canucks has pointed out like a few names, but longer the short of it, just don't read into the names too much. Read into kind of like the value, the packages that's kind of what what the Vancouver Canucks are, are looking for um, in a JT Miller that, that I'll get into here in a bit. But where do you want me to start? I mean, first, just your real quick, and this is tough for you because you're not very brief, but <laughs> like pros, cons, like JT Miller leaving, is it really just a matter of the team's not in a place to contend and he's not going to be around once it's time to contend? Yeah, or it's going to cost them too much, you know, when when it's time for them to contend, and he's not going to be the player he is right now. I think that's 
that's the issue that in three years is JT Miller going to be the JT Miller he is right now. Again, I've argued that I think that, you know, he could, he could go full Pavelski uh, on us here. Could, could. He could. The tough yeah. thing is there's a lot of unknown there, right? Exactly. Like we've got a history of every player eventually aging out. It's just like, where have we come at this point? Like to get past aging curves or have them be prolonged. Right. So. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just, it's just absolutely insane how, how well he's done with the Vancouver Canucks in the last three years. So a is going to cost a lot, which the Vancouver Canucks, I mean, they're going to have to probably sacrifice too much on their roster and quite frankly, work too hard just to bring him back when it is kind of a dice roll. If he's going to be that, you know, 80 to a hundred point player that he's been recently, he's going to, and again, in fairness on his side, ask for term. And it's just, it's just one of those situations where the stars just, haven't aligned with the Vancouver Canucks on this path. The last three years, hey, it worked great. It was unfortunate that they weren't competitive. So I'm not familiar with this version of GMJR, uh, Jim Rutherford, <laughs> for those who don't know. I've never seen him not be part of a playoff organization. So I, this is not intended to be mean, but is this a situation where it is retooling or rebuilding? Like, are they at the point where they're kind of rebuilding right now? I'd say it like with me, a rebuild is trying to find core pieces. The Canucks have their core, you know, they have their, they have their center. They have their, you could argue their winger, their defenseman and their, and their goalie. They're there. It's, it's kind of retooling now and, or the second step of the rebuild. It's not, tearing it down again it's not like back to square one or two like they have the yeah. core they have the young pieces they're all under 25 for the most yeah they're all tw okay. under 25 like so, so it's 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 a it's a, it's, a, it's it's a retool the reason sure. i asked that question that way though isha does that mean that they are looking for a top six player in return for jt miller or are they looking for futures it seems like they're looking for both now not like not an elite top six center and not the highest draft pick kind of quantity over quality. It looks like, and I'll give you an example. Um, some of the names that have been thrown out there as per Darren Drager on uh, this Carson price show out here with the LA Kings was everyone's going for that. <laughs> um, Rasmus Kupari, Brock Faber and a first and or a second and a third round pick. Kings aren't doing that. <laughs> I'm just saying these, you know, and no, it, no, I, I, I'm not arguing with you. I'm just saying that that sounds like a stupid fucking deal. New York Rangers, uh, Braden Schneider, <sighs> Philip Heedle, and a, and, and a first round pick. You know, that, oh, that's that's kind of, that's kind of what they're looking for. So, and in fairness to the Canucks and uh, Jimmy Rutherford right now, right now, it's less about just, we need to trade this asset to get the best value in versus like just get get the best of his value versus we need to actually fill in some pieces strategically and what's crazy about the vancouver canucks to do that i.e find a fucking defenseman um they're willing to actually either eat cap and or send out a draft pick or something as well to just make it so that yes they're gonna get fair value for jt miller but they're also gonna get the pieces they need and, and and maybe that on the open market you could get a little more, but if it's to get the pieces that they need, that's their piece that they're going to dangle and use to get them. That's kind of what I feel right now with the Vancouver Canucks. 
Can we trade them Parisi? um all right let's be serious then because initially like you're very emotional when it comes to the canucks and you very much had me under the opinion that they were not going to be asking for a king's ransom for him so with what you just told me it sounds like they absolutely are what do you translate that to on the minnesota wild roster like what gets it done at a high level and you can be more vague and we can fill in the the color a little bit but What's it take? Like B level prospect, a greenway type roster player, and a second round pick, S- something like that. Okay. So, what about an A prospect, a first round pick? Eh, I don't think that's going to happen. Put it this way Karen. it has to be a defenseman coming back. Yeah. I mean, yeah. What have we been talking about? I mean, Kalen Addison would be a Kalen Addison fits the bill (laughs) if they make that trade. Yeah, and and you you know what wouldn't be a bad move. Then you've got a guy like say a Tyson Jost who, cheap, still has plenty of room to grow. Like this is a very young player, and it kind of solves problems for both teams, right? That's two million that the Wild can't afford on their fourth line. And Kalen Addison, if he's not going to crack the lineup this year, which, hey, maybe he will, beside the point, that's just an easy way to kind of accomplish a couple of things, all while bringing in an elite talent like JT Miller, which it gives you a kind of interesting wrinkle, too, in my opinion, where you can bring in a JT Miller, play one year, and if that's it, I guess that's it, right? And that's where it's going to be pretty tough to... Like you're, you're probably talking Addison Jost and like you said, maybe second or third round pick. Do you think that's even in sniffing distance of getting the deal done? Um, it, it It's hard to say because I haven't heard that. I mean, I'm, I've just been reading some potential <laughs> trades out there now. It's like, unless I hear say, and it's hard because the Rangers are still in the playoffs right now, for example, but that's been, all season, potentially one of their dance partners, JT Miller, played there before familiarity. So I guess it's hard to answer until I hear who else is kind of in on it. Because tough- I'm yeah. I'm sure that there's better and bigger offers. At the end of the day, it's what do the Vancouver Canucks want to do with their blue line? And who do they want to bring? Because it that really is it. I, I cannot imagine that they're going to trade him for forwards. I, I just I, mean, could, I cannot could imagine the pot with Dmitry Kulikov too. Oh, get the fuck out of here! <laughs> just his hair dye, please. <laughs> oh man, but I mean that that's all fair. It's just really hard to gauge what the market's going to be for. Don't get me wrong, a great talent on a very reasonable contract. He's got one more year. Like that has to limit what's happening when everyone knows this guy's looking for a payday after this contract runs its course. Yeah, and especially after going, you know, point per game, what was he? he only played, what was it, 69 points for the Canucks, 72 points, then 46 points in 53 games, and then the whopping 99 in 80 this year. Re- Him and Demko, you know, they, they did their best uh, Crosby and Dreisaitl impression. They carried this team this year. Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in 
all sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs with DraftKings same game day parlays? You can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Yeah. So, so it's good. It's, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. But going back to the wild, what a fit it would be. A, one more year cap-wise. Hey, I know you got to deal with it a year after, but this next year, they still want to be competitive. Boom, you have a top center. Billy G is the king of putting it down the road. <laughs> oh, totally. And, and, and what better way to do it than now acquiring your top center, who's, only, who's under $6 million, forget right now, and at least you have another kick at the can while you're in this cap hell. Like I'm saying the Vancouver Canucks have cap situations, bro. <laughs> the wild want to continue to stay competitive, like, and get better and maybe acquire pieces like a JT Miller. They got to take advantage of those who have, you know, a small cap at even if it's short term. And and I like that it insulates a guy like Marco Rossi too, who oh, has yeah. a shot to make the roster this year and doesn't have to come in and immediately be their best center because that's what he would, essentially be the minutes would go to jt and Eck 100 and he would get yep. the better matchups he would get maybe even felino next to him some nights i mean fuck dude that would be a perfect scenario well and let's talk through the depth too and we'll get into the actual trade scenario here in a minute and talk through where the whole roster lines up but first line you throw jt miller between kaprizov and zuccarello like fuck yes, yes. inject that directly into my veins he, he, he's a better ryan hartman <laughs> You know that, like these the type of energy and then game that's that they really play. that's really downplaying it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's um, an elite Ryan Hartman. <laughs> then I, I don't know how you're going to characterize the second and third lines. We'll just go with the second being the Boldy line. You throw Boldy, maybe Rossi is capable of playing that center. If not, you've always got Freddie to fall back on. But you you go with Boldy, Rossi, and then throw Hartman on that wing. I think he's better as a wing than as a center. We saw a baby flash of uh, chemistry there at the Worlds. <laughs> I I joke 100%, but it, clearly guys that could play together. And, uh, hey, those two with Rossi, that makes for an interesting like third element there beyond yeah. the grief line and the first line. And then on your fourth line, I mean, you got Freddie Goudreau then if things pan out with Rossi for the year, do Haim and Dewar. Tell me that that's not a good forward group. Dude, that's a hard line to play against. Given that Goudreau has some talent, he's quick. You know, there's a little edge to his game, and then you got the Dewar and Duhames who aren't. Well, take he can any he shit. can play the fourth line role really oh, well. Yeah. He did a great job of it in Pittsburgh. I was sad when he signed here. Don't get me wrong. Never expected him to do remotely what he did last year. Still, kind of don't believe that he did. But <laughs> he like the dude is the ideal bottom six center. And I think that him slotting in with that fourth line, a fourth line that can get more ice time in some games when they're really buzzing, I think that could work out pretty well. 
then the the real question, because at that point, Marc Andre Fleury is out of the question, unless you are planning on moving on from Matt Dumba as well. But I feel like if you're moving Kalen Addison, the plan is to keep Matt Dumba, right? Or vice yeah. versa. Like if you're trading Dumba, you're absolutely keeping Addison. So uh, the, the only outstanding piece would be figuring out the goaltender. That's probably a deeper discussion for another time, but let's go through this. What's the trade? Like, what does it take to get it done where Vancouver fans are only a little displeased? Minnesota fans only a little displeased. What's the deal? Again, it all comes back to the defense. So it's either they go the Kalen Addison route or I guess Matt Dumba. I mean, I, I think my, the Kalen Addison one is the one that's more likely to happen. Especially, I mean, Rutherford drafted him. Rutherford drafted him. He is still cheap. He's not going to be looking for another deal like Dumba is. And Brodeen's untouchable. Because in a perfect world, you dangle, look, I'll just do like a, oh, not, not quite a straight up, but like that would be the pieces if you really wanted to think, if you really wanted to bring a top defenseman in, I mean, Brodeen's the guy. However, it's just not happening. Okay. Like he's got the, he has a no move too. Not right? happening. It's just not happening. It's I'm not even going to entertain that. For I just so want to, I wanted to put it out there and just say like, Brodeen's my guy. Like he's the guy. If you're going to go after the, the, the best defenseman on the team, Brodeen's the guy. Just have to throw it out. If you're going to do it, you're going to have to give us JT Miller four years ago with term. Like, there you go. There you go. I'm sorry. Exactly. That's no, exactly. No, no. I'm just saying because he's, he's locked up. I'm just saying the best defenseman on the wild that that's who he is. I'm just giving him some love there. So Kalen Addison, I mean, uh, Kalen Addison, a draft pick. And I'm just trying to see who, who else would fit with the Vancouver Canucks. Cause I don't feel like Joe, is they're interested I feel like they they probably had opportunities. To, to have do. they? I, I just I don't know, I haven't heard anything. If, but if they're keeping Brock Besser, it's a guy he played with at Nodak. That is true. That is true. And if they're trading JT Miller, the okay, I put would it this assume way. that that means they're keeping Besser. If it's going if it's going Yost and and, and Addison, like it has to be a second round pick or, or a couple picks. I think, I think second be- second is reasonable second and maybe something else, another one in there too. Like not necessarily another second, but like another draft pick. Fourth or fifth or something. Sure, yeah. something for some substance, you know, and to, yeah. Save Vancouver okay. from so, being burnt down. So re, like rerun this for yourself. We're talking Addison, Jost, second. We'll be generous and call it a fourth along with the second. Fuck it, whatever. We'll say the fourth is for 2023. Yeah, I think I think that's... That's exactly what I was getting at in that there may be better offers out there. There may be better just, you know, you can get better value out there for that. However, that fills holes that the Canucks need. Cheap roster players and one of them with a relatively high ceiling in Addison in a position where they need. The only thing that kind of, I shouldn't even say sucks, but the, the only caveat there is the Canucks have their puck moving defensemen already. Hopefully... Yeah, because you only want one of those. <laughs> well, hopefully, you know, Addison, and I know he's a very different player than a, than a Quinn Hughes, right? But just hoping there's just some other things there where it, one doesn't just get lost in the shuffle where one's the main guy, you know, hopefully if that's the case, that there's a role for both of them respectively. Okay. But so, I mean, as you go through that again, does this seem like something that you think, like, I don't care that Vancouver fans 
like agree with it or not but like is this something that's even realistic i think it's realistic yeah <clears throat> so like you as a canucks fan wouldn't freak out if that happened um nope no no i'm this is like canucks fan and my love for for jt miller um, and again, and I'm saying like, do I think that there are better offers out there? 100%. You know, it's, you know, what's hilarious. What <laughs> we'd be trading Vancouver, their second rounder back of this year. Oh, well then there you go. Let's <laughs> go, baby. So that works um, out. Um, okay. So the two picks and then sending Jost, which, you know, I think that's like a reasonable thing for both teams. You're getting a guy that can play. Right. Yep. And Jost, like we can agree on that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Some futures. Some and, futures. And a piece that needs to come in. And hey, it's still, still a young player, still a prospect. So there you go. I think that's. I think that's fair. I think that fills the needs. You know that that's that's something that you would look at. Okay. So. I'm just doing this all on cap friendly right now. Jost. Oh, yeah. Addison, duh. So I run that trade. And we've got our depth chart here. All we right. throw JT Miller up to the first line with Zook and Kaprizov. Second line, we're saying... We'll just call the Eck line the second line. I don't even yep. care at this point. So him, Moose, Greenway. Then we've got Boldy. We're calling up Rossi and Hartman on the wing. Yep. And then Goudreau, Duhame, and then I've just got to add in the re-signing of Dewar. And at the end of the day, we're probably all under the impression that we want to axe uh, – your boy Kulikov. Oh yeah, he's done. He's done. <laughs> um. Okay. So I got Dewar in. All right. So we've got the whole forward group as mentioned. Again, Miller between Kaprizov and Zuccarello. Ek between Greenway and Felino. Rossi between Boldy and Hartman. Goudreau between Duhame and Dewar. Of course, the flexibility to throw Goudreau up if Rossi's just not up to the task yet, which is totally yep. fine. Um, D pairings pretty much unchanged. Oh, that's the other one. Here's one that Brett and I have had trouble, uh, quantifying is the Middleton contract mm. and where Brett lands on it. And I'll just be honest. I think he's got a way better grip on this than I do. He's saying in the ballpark of three, two, five for three years. That's not bad, actually. I mean, it's just so hard to gauge when the guy has not played 82 regular season games yet. <laughs> Dude, he he's, hasn't even played. Yeah, I know. It's eight, but 80. He's, but, he's, but he was a first-pairing guy <laughs> as soon as he got here. First-pairing guy, and he's 26 years old. Like, he's, he's, he's not old. He's not young, but he's not old. He's still got he's still got a lot, and of, that gives him one a lot more of real looking. contract too, right? Exactly, yeah. Exactly that. Exactly that. Um, I don't but so that. I mean, you're looking throw him at him in the, the Miller deal. Yeah, that's 
So you're looking at the top four, Middleton, Spurgeon, Brodeen, Dumba. And we're really, really counting on Dumba taking a discount on his next deal. Yeah. Um, but then, I mean, you just roll with Goligoski, Merrill. And at this point, we're trading Kulikov to whoever. Send him to Arizona Coyotes for a couple fourth round picks for all I care. Yeah. Especially, dude, we need to take those fourth round picks away from the Coyotes anyways. They do really stupid fucking things with them. Did you see? Did you see who got USHL Defenseman of the Year? Yes. I can't believe it. Dude, what a fucking joke. See, this is why I need Brett here right now, because he he's more upset than either of us. I saw his tweet. <laughs> he Like, it's just so dumb, man. Um, all right. So right now, cap space without signing a goalie and without trading Kulikov, we're at minus 79K. So you get rid of the 225. You add a goalie that's a mil or less. Yep. And there's your team. And there's your team. And that includes the bonuses, everything. So, I mean, end of the day. It's doable. I don't want Addison gone. I don't know how convinced I am that this is a deal that would be accepted by Vancouver, but I, I do think that it's considerable. Just depending on how big they are on Kalen Addison, of course. What about if the Wild just dangled uh, like Addison in a first? I don't think Billy's doing that for a one-year player. It's basically Anyways. sending two firsts in value, which is fair. But you know what I mean, like it's right. But this isn't a team that needs one year of Miller that bad. Yeah. Shit, dude. Tell you what. Maybe hey, you say that. Yeah, you say that. The general manager who, you know, is disappointed with their first round exit, thought they could go far. He may think otherwise if Miller can be that missing piece. I'm just I'm just saying. I mean, maybe. What what I think could be really interesting is if Vancouver is willing to eat half the cap. Yeah. To Tampa will give you two firsts. Apparently, uh, Florida Panthers also very interested. Florida Panthers have their problems already. <laughs> but that's another one that uh, Darren <laughs> they need Drager, to be interested in everybody. Darren Drager was saying that they are, and they've danced with the Vancouver Canucks forever as far as trade partners. Never. Like, uh. Are you kidding me? Yes. I um, am. <laughs> okay. Okay. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, they were basically you, the Florida Vancouver Canucks drafted Luongo, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes, he did hop. No. All right. I mean, end of this deal, it really comes down to is Garen getting rid of Addison or not? I would prefer to keep him over making a trade like this, even though you've all heard me profess my love for JT Miller. Uh, but if it's decided that he's gone, I think that the move is to go for a guy like a JT Miller or another player that we will be getting into next week on armchair GM. Um, It's weird that Isha seems happy about this for both teams. So that means it's probably an okay ish deal. (laughs) Yeah, man. Um, It's bittersweet because I absolutely loved every second of JT Miller in Vancouver Canucks sweater, but uh, it seems like, He's going to be gone sooner than sooner than I even expected, most likely this summer. And uh, things are going to heat up. And I can, <laughs> I haven't, I mean, I've been mostly just involved and, and just dialed in with wild hockey but this summer. You know, I'm 
start to sit back and listen to a little bit more what's going on with the Canucks because things are getting a little interesting. Whereas last year was, well, we all know how the start of the year. Jimbo. We, we, yeah, we all we all know the the start of the year. It, it didn't it didn't captivate a lot of Canucks fans. So <laughs> I jumped ship pretty quick. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, thanks for jumping on in a filler role for Brett. Everyone still, even though he's absent this week, give Brett and the boys at Sound the Foghorn a follow. It's at Sound the Foghorn and it's at B underscore Marsh 92. Yeah. You can it. fact check me on that. But uh, otherwise, again, tune in. We've got uh, hopefully Spoke Z, Judd's Buds dropping here soon. We, ooh, I don't know. We'll have to figure out MNCAA. Here I am riffing. Um, tune in for everything that shows up on the SodaPod channel. Please subscribe if you haven't already. And uh, as far as this segment, hopefully you'll be seeing me and Brett here next Wednesday to talk about a potential trade with the Winnipeg Jets. Peace.